is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Hi, hi, solo. That's my motto. <laughs> Shark, your motto is stay high, <laughs> never low. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's a good point. That's true. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 2021. Uh, did that make the cut, what I was laughing about? I don't know. I'll decide that. I don't, I don't I'll decide know. that in Bay. I don't know. We'll figure As I say, out. yeah, Future Joe only future, knows that. Only Future Joe yeah, knows that. The Future it. Joe that I like to think about having nothing but good times and peaceful vibes. I love this. Uh, uh, he will make that decision for us. I love this Future Joe that you're projecting. I wish I could be Future Joe. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, future Joe sounds a lot like 20 years ago, Joe. <laughs> you know? The Joe that was just carefree and... You know, do, well, doing the same. We start this goddamn show like 20 years ago. <laughs> we found it, out. It sure feels we like found it. Out what's causing the bitterness? <laughs> just practicing in front of the mirror back in those days. That's right. I was just trying to come up with intros and change them every week. Having hit play and record hey, uh, at the know same what? time. I have a question. <laughs> Oh, real so, quick, my uh, name is Joseph Eastwood Fresh from Good who... Doctors back and the Shark. Hello, fellas. How's it going? And then to that question. That's what I was going to say. I'm Dr. Woolridge, and I'm back. And I, and I got a question for you Doctor. boys. Doctor. Doctor. I got a question. So you've heard of sympathetic yawns. Yes, yeah. Yes, That's sure. a thing. You see one person yawn, it makes you yawn. Yeah. Sympathetic now, sympathy, crying, sympathy for the devil. Sympathetic vomit. Sympathy for the devil. Yeah, sympathetic, yeah, sympathetic vomit. No, I sure. have a question about this show. I thought it was I've a been, Rolling Stones uh, question. All right, go ahead. I was walking and listening to you guys last week. I've been doing that too when I'm out walking my mother's dog. <laughs> I've been catching up Triple on the podcast. R. Well, you might go ahead and answer the question <laughs> I had for you then. Triple yeah, R. So here's my question. Is there a thing called sympathetic coughing? Because at the beginning of the show, all the time, you two mothers are coughing no, I tell you, I tell you what I it is. Figure, you, is. You talked about it a little last week. Yes. But that summer is that chest cold. So, cold. I mean, like... It's any time okay, okay. that anytime one of us thinks the other one might be smoking something, it's like, well, you know, that's a good idea. I probably got to do some of that, too. <laughs> that's true. So, but you, did, so you didn't... You didn't answer my question, Robbie. I thought you might. My, oh. I thought you might head to a different topic. Um, how's things going with the sex robots? <laughs> yeah, what's what is? Well, you know, are they revolting I tell yet? You, I'm has, really. Has the riot started? I'm really disappointed with technology because I buying this sex robot. I wanted to be degraded as the piece of shit that I oh, am. Oh, you wanted like a dog. It's just not, it's not doing it. It's not doing well, it. It's like, uh, it's way too submissive. And I want it to like <laughs> kick me, smack me around a little bit. Put tell on, me what a put on high heels, I am. step on your gonads. Yeah, and, your and I can't get that out of it. And I don't understand. Well, uh, I'd say. So it's been a little disappointing. Well, this might get us. Call Trump. I think he's, I think he knows somebody. <laughs> this might get us to our next subject here. I think it's that poor, <laughs> it's that poor AI. They don't understand domination. Uh, they don't understand how to do it that can't be mean unless it's male domination <laughs> yes well so maybe that's what you got to do you got to put some male brains in them ladies <laughs> got to put some male sex bot brains in those lady bots and then maybe you're beyond to something but uh yeah you were was, was shark where you did you mention earlier you wanted to talk about ai is that correct well no i'm i'm telling you i i think there's i here's the thing so, you know, they've been saying lately, like, you need you need to be more fearful of AI than you were six months ago because sure. they're going to shove this out 
quick and it's coming faster than what you thought, right? Uh, and I that, think they don't ever right. say that about me. Well, yeah. hey. go ahead. So I think I think that there's some merit to that. The reason that I say that I know is what? because flat, you're seeing. I'm completely happy with that joke falling flat. I'm just gonna let so, it sit hey, there Rob, a little when, bit longer. When you listened, uh, was there anything about everybody talking over each other that you noticed, or was it just the coffin? <laughs> how do you how do you like it? <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. So here, here's the thing, though. I think they're right because. What is the thing that you always see when something new comes along? What do they always use to sell the new thing? Uh, sex. You got it. Sex. Oh, that's right. I did get it. And all of a all sudden, right. you're seeing ads everywhere for AI-generated celebrity porno. <laughs> thing, <laughs> is stuff, that right? right? <laughs> so, that yeah, if if they're if they're, they're pushing the sex out there, then this stuff's they're right. It's coming. It's it's on its way because they're using the sex, so it'll be in your household before you know it. Man, see, I was on the. Well, that's how Blu-ray and stuff got pushed real quick. HD didn't take off till the porn industry got behind exactly. one of them. Exactly. Exactly. Be- think about videotape, right? I mean, everything. Yeah, Every media yeah. Yeah. Sex, went after VHS right? instead of beta. Yeah, that's, that's true. what I'm saying. It's all true. Um, wow, that's wild. So you know, now that uh, we see the sex to, associated with it, I think it's here. I think I've talked about this before, but I used to work for a high-level uh, programmer <laughs> who, uh, uh, well, I, I don't really want to say where who he, he owned several. He had a lot of con- uh, Bill Jobs. Bill Jobs. <laughs> yes, that's right. No. <laughs> he had a lot of contracts uh, and made a lot of games. And a lot of internet content. And I basically pitched in <laughs> the idea a long time ago. I was like, I don't think this is morally right. But if you had a porn site that you could upload a picture of someone and then they match that picture because his, his a lot of his software had to do with facial recognition. He was like on the sure. he was on the forefront of shit in airports that say, Hey, that's blah blah blah, just from that camera recognizing his face. Um, he was like one of the first people doing so that programming. So he's the reason I got detained last time. <laughs> yes, probably so. But anyway, I was like, uh, you know, you could literally put the picture and it would find a match of a porn star so people could have a fantasy of that person. I was like, I'm not saying I agree with it, but you, people would go freaking ape crap over it. <laughs> and well, uh, and he was like... Tell somebody it, it, to give you your cut, baby, because it's here. Yeah, and he basically said, like, it would, um, but I don't want to be part of that. I have too many government contracts yeah. to make porn sites <laughs> do that, using the same software that is used to uh, recognize criminals in police databases. Well, and, and let's add to this. And Didn't I, stop I the cafe guy. Um, first, I want to state that I am a uh, proud geek, but they're already, they're already in the moves of making geek porn where like you can have your face cast onto Luke Skywalker. And in the film, it would be you doing all the action. So, no, I'm serious. This is the next. No, I know. This is I what know. the Hollywood execs are pushing for. So, <laughs> that would. No, no. I don't want to see my. People. Hollywood execs think too much of people. People do not want to see themselves doing it. They'll do it once <laughs> for a, like, this was fun. That's it. It'll and that's be a it. gimmick. Yeah. I'll it's try a gimmick it. that you will try and you will never do it again. It will be like a Xbox's uh, <laughs> like, motion capture. And here's someone. Like someone named Jamie Koppel would not make an entire hobby out of this creating ads for a guy named Jeff Bradley. No. That would never well, happen. I'll tell you what, you could make Koppel's job a lot easier. Well, I tell you, though, here's here's the proof that Eastwood's right. It, it'll never take off. If it did, 
you would see one of those put your face on this fake magazine cover Photoshop places on every corner like they had when we were kids. It's true. And those things all went out of business. So, you know, you went and you did that once. You got on on Bassmasters magazine, and then it was like, yeah, I'm good. I think once uh, everybody saw the uh, Man of the Year mirror in uh, Mr. Lebowski's office, they were like, we don't want this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's not cool. (laughs) He's got that, so we don't want that. Well, you know, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand who these these executives are who are making these decisions about AI from Hollywood all the way down. I mean, like, for instance, as a teacher, you know, I got more and more students who are like, Jesus Christ, please don't ever make me do a Zoom class again. You know, just, yeah. that's too alienating. So now throw a robot brain into it. Or, you know, um, this weekend uh, I went and saw Oppenheimer. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't want AI creating that. I'm very happy with the decisions <laughs> a human being named Christopher Nolan made as he was creating this film. Yeah. Movies um, are so complex. You know, like so you can have, I've had, I, I just don't. I've had Chat GPT and others write things for me just to see what they would do. And at first, you're, you're very like, wow, they have characters with different traits. Like, it's, they didn't copy and paste but then the more you read you're like oh yeah wait a minute they did this is the most generic story there is no right my son could write a my six-year-old could write a better story like there's no real impact it really is just copy and paste of this is what a story should be so here's your story um and yeah it would get yeah, you you have to get, I mean, and I would get specific like with it and give it very specific like characters. This person does this. This person has that, to the point where it would take a long time to generate it. It wasn't just like a prompt and it here it is. It was literally like you know half an hour and then okay here you go here's a full script with those details, and it still had no heart to it. It was all just like well, well I see where this, this is, is going. It was just yeah. Isn't- isn't this just paint by numbers instead of Picasso? I mean, yeah, like, that's you know a good way I mean? to look like, at it. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here. Is, um, and again, like I, I think there's all kinds of cool things that this AI stuff could help us with mm-hmm. and make you know make things better and more efficient. Like but porn, just like porn. Yes, but and celebrity but porn. Replacing fact, human beings <laughs> completely. I mean, you know, and then I have to fall back to the Henry Ford problem. You know. Uh-oh. Henry Ford was a you can get POS. Him, you can get if you him know in anything a, about him. You can get him in any, any color you want, as long as it's black. <laughs> you can. I'm, in, I'm interested to hear where you're going with this, Rob, because Henry <laughs> and, Ford was such Henry a bad person Ford, in so many ways that it's like, you know, least, pick, pick a direction. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to like this, Shark. Henry Ford, at least, at one point went, you know what, if I replace all my workers and I don't pay them well, they can't buy the cars I make. That's right. Huh. Maybe I should pay them a little better so they can buy the cars and I can make more money. Yeah. He at least put that together as a capitalist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out where all these people are going. Like, you realize when all these people have no money, you won't have a business because they can't of, buy anything. Speaking of this, Rob. Jackass. Anybody that. Uh, Shark, did you like where I went with that? I liked it. I, I want to comment on it because uh, if you like what Rob was talking about there, then there's a show on Amazon that I wish everybody would watch. Um, they won't because it's too weird. It's called I'm a Virgo. You finished it, right, Rob? Oh, watched it. Watched Shark, it. have you Couldn't watched, have you watched it any of it <coughs> at all? I have not. No, okay. I, no, it's too Shark weird. needs to watch it because I yes. believe Shark is a Virgo. Are you? Are you a Virgo? Well, I don't know if I want to admit that. 
<laughs> I think he's a Virgo. Well, uh, I don't think I want to say. It's our protagonist. Seventies. I don't have to tell you. It's our uh, protagonist. Like that's his, uh, not his motto, but that's kind of what he answers when people ask him something. Because I'm a Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> just be, I usually say it's basically I'm just high. saying like I am. It's basically <laughs> saying like I am what I am. I am a product of of what I of what it made me. Uh, it's a oh my gosh! Right. It's such a smart show, Robbie. You could uh, clarify way better than I could why it's such a good show. It's just very smartly done, and it's yeah, so far well, out so there. They take such risks, but it seems. At the same time, it seems like 100% grounded. It is a weird trick that the show pulls yeah. off. Yeah, um, it's magical realism, which for is one damn of my, sure. which is one of my favorite things. Uh, which is one it, of your favorite why, genres. Probably why it hits me um, hard, and I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And, and I will tell you something that I think is genius about it, which I, I mean, I don't know if people are talking about. I haven't seen anyone talk about it, but um, when Stan Lee created the X Men with, and I can't think of the guy who did the artwork. Jack Kirby. That's uh, terrible. Jack Kirby. Yes. It, it was a creation of this of the outsiders who were correct, you know, who were um, mistreated by society. You know, it was a metaphor for yeah. gay people, yeah. um, uh, minorities, yeah, so on and so forth. Yeah. This takes this takes a logical step and says, "I'm going to make all these people black, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to make them um, marginalized, and I'm mm-hmm. going to make them poor and mistreated in this culture. Mm-hmm. So he just went ahead and took, like, I think the X-Men vibe and said, you know what, let's go all the way with it. Yeah. Um, and I think one of them's a lesbian. So, yep. I mean, like, they really kind of pushed into this. Uh, and then, like you say, sprinkle in the magical realism. Mm-hmm. And, and all have, of a sudden, like, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm hooked. You have Walton Goggins playing, like, the most over-the-top oh. uh, superhero oh. guy, which I didn't know. You don't know it's a superhero show until about, what, Four four episodes in, like all of a sudden you're yeah, like, wait, yeah, what's it, going on? It, it's it just focuses on that magical realism element yeah. for quite some time. Um, and then you realize Walton Goggins is this like he has ultimate control. Basically, he's he's untouchable. He has no he answers to no one. He is uh, he's yeah. he's like Homelander kind of. Uh, but I was gonna say he's lovable. Homelander, but with Iron Man's uh, power. Yes, yeah. There you go. Um, which comes out of nowhere. I'm like, what? What's happening to this show I'm already into? Yeah. It's already so weird. Uh, but it, Yeah, it, I was thinking the same thing. It, like, it really? We're going here? It doesn't take you out. <laughs> like You would think, like, well, this is going to... No, it didn't. It was just another take on it that you've never seen. Um, but, boy, right. it's, it's so well done. If you haven't seen I'm a Virgo, I don't really want to say much more except for it's about a 16-foot tall... Uh, black kid in uh, L.A. who gets told he can't do things before he ever gets to try them. Yes, uh, basically. because he's different. Because he's, he's different. different. He's and, not allowed. Yeah, he's not allowed. Like people come and tell him, like I'm going to make you a star, and then the next day they're like, the the kid can't play in the NBA. He's like, well, I haven't even tried to try to play. <laughs> yeah, I've never even played basketball. I've never even seen a basketball. They're already. Saying to me, telling me I can't play, uh, but yeah, it's a great, great show. Weird, weird, weird. Boots Riley. Yeah, and it's from um, Oh Bootsy, isn't it? Boots Riley. Uh, Boots Riley, which is a member Boots of Riley, that's right, uh, yeah. the Coop, one of my favorite rap groups of all time. They sing the uh, song yeah. "The Mutiny," which we we read all the lyrics to on the show. Yes, not long ago, and if I I I say the mutiny is probably the best written. Verse, it's the best verse of a rap song ever, in my opinion. 
saying it's Boots Riley's verse. So, it, oh, speaking of that, well, uh, I would put I would put Cool Rock Ski's second verse of <laughs> Fat Boys up against it any time. But I mean, I, that's splitting hairs well, at this point. I'm not going to argue that point because I would <laughs> I would be wrong. Um, but I do want to uh, argue the point that if you have not listened to Killer Mike's new album, which is simply called Michael, uh, you should. It's really, really good. I've listened to quite a few singles, and I finally got a chance to listen I, to the whole album. You know what? I'm gonna I'm uh, gonna step right in there, and I'm just gonna say this to Eastwood: Try that in a small town, okay? <laughs> you try that in a small town. Well, Killer, Killer Mike would tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> that small town. With, uh, uh, I'm telling you, he's doing he's doing God's work. You should, if you're not listening to Killer Mike, he uh, he will be remembered as a uh, as a spokesman, um, maybe a revolutionary. Like he says, he's like public enemies uh, level of oh of well, like. And he definitely needs to try it in a small he's town. Like, no, literally, he is like, let's riot, let's burn down the castles. <laughs> like he is Killer Mike's my man. Um, him, I like uh, run the jewels. Does he you know, talk about pitchforks? Because like, I know Shark likes pitchforks. <laughs> well, I, I feel like Woody Guthrie kind of already said everything that we needed to know about rural America. Yeah, we just didn't. Yeah, you know, didn't we listen. Didn't listen. Well, like uh, uh, the night. It sounds like Killer Mike is is saying what Woody would be saying if he was here. Right? Yeah. Now. Well, the night of Fer- yeah. the night of uh, Ferguson, Missouri, like the night of the shooting, and the he, him, and uh, LP, his partner, and the band Run the Jewels. They flew to St. Louis, went into Ferguson, and got on the street, and were like, "Let's do this shit." <laughs> like they are, oh. they're they're not messing around. They are, uh, you know, yeah. in their songs, like they often say, "Riots work." Unfortunately, <laughs> like, you know, they are right. They are they are down for it. Uh, just well, I was going to say, I I mean, beg- we don't have access to like you know three ghosts of Christmas, present, past, and future to scare rich people with. The only <laughs> thing true. we have are pitchforks. You know That's what I mean? True. Uh, well, you're right. Right. So. Yeah, they're too. Uh, they're too dumb. Boy, uh, my my boy Joe Bob Briggs, uh, which I think he's had the last show of the last drive-in this year of this season. Uh, he had a great. He has like a little. I don't, they're hard to explain. He has a little opening to the show that's generally thirty seconds. It's him and a old Camaro, or him sitting at a bar, and he says a sentence, and then the the show kicks in. The show music starts, and uh, one of us this week he started off this year's show with. Uh, Boy, uh, oh, I'm gonna get it wrong now because he's he's just got a way of talking. <laughs> but it was basically like um, bil- uh, billionaires are often. Isn't it funny how billionaires are often telling us how smart they are, especially the real blank and stupid ones. <laughs> basically, like the more they try to tell you, the stupider they are. <laughs> So, oh man, uh, Doctor, we almost uh, our our friend who often uh, sends us reviews, uh, OG. We had a little movie viewing the other night, and uh, we uh, we almost oh, nice. we almost sent you. Uh, we thought about getting you involved, but it was pretty late. It was Saturday, like everybody had gone to sleep for both of us, and we were like, "Hey, let you want to watch a weird movie?" <laughs> So we so we watched Alligator. Uh, we watched the Joe Bob Briggs presents Alligator, which uh, I hadn't seen since I was a child. But man, it holds up like you wouldn't believe. I've loved every second of it. Robert Forrester just giving a great performance. Uh, it was a good time. So shout out to OG. But yes, I had thoughts of like uh, Woolridge should get in this uh, text chain movie watch along. It's pretty fun. 
So right. <laughs> and I also think uh, I need to do that. We could. I also think we could do it for the show. Just when we have like a uh, a movie we want Shark to watch that he's never seen, or something like that. <laughs> that way we could actually. Oh, when we got him as a captive audience, force him to watch. Yeah, it. that I way like we that. can watch a movie uh, together, and <laughs> we just uh, synced our synced our movies up and started them when the clock hit 11 p.m. or whatever it was. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I like that. And went for it. So, uh, hey, speaking of movies, no, oh, go ahead, Jeff. Nothing scary. No, I just gonna say nothing scary. Oh, oh well, alligators. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't really call it scary. There's a couple pretty good it's scary comedic sh- shots, but yes, it's hilarious. It's it's. I mean, yeah, like wonderful. anything, like on the tremors level is fine. Tremors are gotcha. low. I'm okay. With gotcha. Them. Right. Well, you'll. Re- I think you'll realize, Shark. There's only about ten actually scary movies out there. The rest are all pretty. Funny. Well, then, then none of those. Okay, I'll keep those away from you. <laughs> like, like any <laughs> of those, please. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. Oppenheimer. Office space. Barbie. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was going to throw this out for forget. It's just like a meaningless thing that I think will give us all a good chuckle uh, for the day. So the other night, Eddie Vedder and his wife took their youngest daughter to a Taylor Swift show. Nice. And, and Eddie dressed up in the total Taylor Swift outfit. I mean, he had the bracelets, <laughs> the shirt. Some kind of like checkered um, jacket that was all crazy with sequins, and he even <laughs> stopped. And a fan said, "My dad loves you, and today's his birthday." And Eddie recorded like a happy birthday to the dude, like oh, before cool. the show starts. But here, yeah, so I loved all that. But here's the part I thought you guys would love. One, we as fathers can totally relate to having to take our kids to something we may not enjoy, <laughs> right? Or doing something for our kids. Good. But the the um, on the internet, there's there's more. Well, I was going to say something rude. Sorry. There are um, ignorant, meaning uninformed, younger people who are posting pictures of the show with Eddie, and they're saying, "Oh my God, Pedro Pascal is here." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. And they're like circling the Mandalorian. It's Pedro Pascal. It's the Tony Hawk syndrome. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Oh, my God. I swear, it made my morning. First of all, seeing him do that for that fan made my day. I'm like, oh, my God. This dude just turned 60, and Eddie's like, you're getting up there, man. We're getting up there. Did you have a happy... You know, I thought that was so cool that he took time, did this for this fan. But then now that the internet is like, these kids don't know who the... Effie is. <laughs> it's just priceless. That's really funny. As my old ass just gets older every day. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to share a kind of a you know kind of a chuckle. I like that. I like that. Hey, did you hear the show where uh, where Shark watched the Sweet and Low Down and did not like a, any second of it? Oh my God! Not, no, no, what is Shark no. been? He he watched the uh, Woody Allen movie with uh, Sean Penn, the Sweet and Low Down. Oh, Sweet Low Down? You didn't like yeah. it? Oh, he hated no. it. God. Oh, I must so not have got to that part of the show. <laughs> you know what the main oh, part a, of the you know what the bummer. main problem was, I really Robbie? Thought you would like it because I hate Woody Allen movies. And exactly. That's one of the two that exactly. I can deal with. Exactly. It's a Woody Allen movie. It's, okay. It's, okay. That's all you need to say. <laughs> did you so Did you bad. like Sean Penn's performance as this weirdo guitarist? I thought Sean Penn was did great, but I mean, you know, it's like it's a skit. It's not a movie. Um, five minutes oh. of it on, in between stuff on HBO, and it's fine. It's something you laugh oh. at and you move on. You don't need two okay. hours of shooting rats at the dump and being an <laughs> idiot. It's just uh, bad. It's just bad. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Yeah, if the I shit am, rats, I'm getting, if I'm, the getting shit actually, rats I'm actually get getting upset as we're talking about it. I'm gonna have to watch Evolution just to make myself feel better <laughs> after we get done. Oh this. wow, wow! You don't like the this time piece there, where, on the, where they're at the old Coney Island, they're on the old boardwalk there in Atlanta, Atlantic City. No, and what's funny about somebody who doesn't talk? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such oh. a departure from Roseanne, though. I think that was the Woody Allen's talk there. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. something else, but she well, was too old. Well, for there's him at a that funny point. joke. Nice, nice East <laughs> Roseanne Easter egg that I'm supposed to spend two hours last. Oh my god! Yeah, was there a loose meat sandwich Easter egg I missed or? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, uh, ah, chef, never mind. I forgot his name. I had a, thought I had a reference. Speaking of, uh, uh, well, not really at all. But speaking of movies, Robbie, did you hear the good news that I'm? Uh, What's, I'm finishing up. That the bird is the word. Uh, well, no, with that too. <laughs> I heard that <laughs> just last night. Uh, <laughs> no, well, the, the uh, I'm putting. I probably got a month left writing, maybe. Uh, but after that, I've got a new gig for that a new studio. Uh, uh, they've had a lot of success called Angel Studios. They've hired me to write this movie about uh, this pizza store and Tom Hanks. It's uh, so I don't know if you missed that part of the show, but I was pretty happy that uh, I got a new gig. Uh, I'm writing a sh- uh, writing a movie for this company. They were like, we just wait, they just Angel made a Network Angel Studios, I think they're called. And I was like, listen, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they just make the JC movie? JC, uh, um, I don't know. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel, uh, J- Jesus, Jesus, the Jesus movie. I don't know. Yes, Jesus Christ, Jim Caviezel. Oh, that could be. Um, listen, I don't know. They pay well. They said they just had a big hit. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like the outline they sent me. It kind of goes against some stuff, I believe. But it's just a movie, right? So it's not like people are going to take <laughs> what it. What harm could it do? It's not like it's people not are like going to take it seriously. They're not going to watch it and be like, "That's really happening." So, uh, but yeah, it's about Tom Hanks and this lady named Hillary and uh, these pizza stores. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to make it pop, baby. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to me. So I guess is what I'm getting around to. <laughs> is, uh, that's, Whoa, you I haven't, mean, you take haven't a told me. That's a. <laughs> thank you. That's a prestigious. Uh, 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 I said I haven't heard studio, of them. I think. I haven't heard of them, but. Uh, I don't know. They said it had a big yeah, hit. I, I, I said I want to stay. I don't want to. I don't want to watch their big hit because then I thought I like might I might borrow from it and like try to like brand it as right. You know, and I was like I don't want to do right. that. So I told them like, listen, I can't watch it because I'm going to watch this. Thing. I'm going to write this thing for you. Hey, is it? I got a question for you two guys. You're thinkers. You you know you got big brains. Huh? Is it hypocrisy, irony? Or all the above, when a really conservative Christian group makes a movie about uh, pedophilia and sex trafficking and doesn't mention the churches in the United States. Well, I think it's... Uh... Is, is that irony or hypocrisy or or both? I'm just curious. I'm just throwing out an idea um, I think here. it's maybe called evil. <laughs> Dude, that's oh, exactly okay. the word I okay. was going for. That, yes, 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 okay. yes. Evil's the yeah, word I okay. was thinking gotcha. of. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, and I know that w- word because it's in the Bible. Uh-oh. I thought. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. My mother's phone rang, and she, Boot Scoot Boogie is her ringer, nice. so I have to hear this from time to time. Is it nice? Is that the word you want to use? <laughs> nice. I love it. I like to think of Robbie when he hears that song. He lights up every time. It's like, hey, does a little dance over to the Oh, phone. I light up. I you know light what? Up, I take my Woody Guthrie statement back. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn told us everything we need to know about real America, but we didn't listen. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I hear it, all I can think is try it in a small town. Well, um, no. you know, when the sun goes down on my side of town, that lonesome mm -hmm. feeling comes creeping in. Wow. And the whole world turns blue. And then... See, I told you guys no, didn't listen to your Brooks and Dunn. I don't, you don't I even don't. know the classic Neon Moon? Come nope. on, that's got one of Brent Mason's greatest solos of all time on it. No, oh, I know the uh, song now that you uh, that you spoke and worded. <laughs> now that you said the title, it, it, actually... It actually kind of sounds really bad when you say, when you <laughs> I say the words. I was like, as I was saying, it's like, hey, wait a minute. I don't think I'm yeah. going in the direction I wanted to. No, said, that didn't work at all, but when you told me this, this title, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. I can hear it. It's like, wait a minute, this, this joke got off the rails really quick. <laughs> it's about like my, uh, I don't get Wait, it. was I, it ever really on the rails? I mean. You know. No, it wasn't. No, it was not a well thought out it joke. Was, That's, uh, you know. It laid about as flat as my, uh, he's coming fast, not me joke. <laughs> he switched like, I wonder how much of this I'm going to have to edit out. <laughs> oh, Did no. we do another five minutes on the show? Just was No, I I'm a, like I what? said, I'm going to lay it. I'm going to let the silence sit there. I'm proud of it. <laughs> That shows you're a pro. If you could just put a joke out there, let it lay flat, and then just let silence eat it, that means you have, are used to it. You are a pro. Uh, future Joe, I dropped an F-bomb if you weren't listening on purpose. I don't care. You might want to go back about 20 no, seconds. I don't think any of our new sponsors are going to care. It's there in for the All long All right, haul. so moral of the story, good listeners, is, is that Kicks, Kicks Brooks or Dunn or whichever his last name is, is not our savior. So don't listen to him. No, don't. <laughs> or anybody else. Hey, uh, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, I was going to talk about some, uh, what's, Rob, you wanted to talk about some AI too. Everybody wants to talk about AI, about the, uh, the Frank Sinatra songs you were talking about. I, oh, I, I, I don't know what, I don't understand. I don't know what you're talking I about. I have fallen into a TikTok <coughs> that like, for instance, it'll say, uh, how about basket case? Sung by Frank Sinatra. Basket Case. The, and then uh, it's Green Day's Basket Case, but it's Sinatra singing it. They've AI oh, generated they AI generate, yeah. And they have done tons of it. And I just yeah. am like, if there's people who don't know who Eddie Vedder is on the internet, <laughs> and then hear things like this and think... You, you know, this could be real. Like, we're, we're, it's funny right now, but where does this go? That's that's the thing I can't get past. Yeah, and like, where's the uh, people are gonna be? Yeah, there's co there's copyrights on all that stuff. You can't just be like, here you go. Yeah, I mean, unless you release. It I mean, there's a group of people the right who people. think that that Donald Trump is president and that <laughs> Joe Biden is just a figurehead in place. <laughs> yeah. That Trump is controlling, which gets really complicated with all the stuff they hate going on. Yeah, it's weird. But it's I like, digress into yeah. logic sure. for a second. I so got I need you, to get out of that. I got you. <laughs> uh, no, I, I see a lot of. Uh, I see. <laughs> Thought you'd just sneak that one right off fire. <laughs> shark, shark's done. Shark's done. Man, speaking of shark being done, we had our first uh, movie night of the year <laughs> the other night. Sitting right there on the bench next to us. <laughs> on the group W bench. And then they all moved right. away. The old triple R. <laughs> old triple R. <laughs> Father rapers. So I didn't get nothing. Robot rapers. I had to pay $50. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally you gotta clean up the oil. It's a replay. 
No, I saw Shark uh, Shark lose it the other night with uh, the first movie night. All right. Was it the falafels bit? With, uh, more or less, but it was about uh, it's your cousin. It was just <laughs> simply the line. No, it's his cousin. Which every like every single person that came on screen, they'd be like, "That's Ice. That's Ice T's cousin, Sun T. Sun T. Or yeah, or stunt double. You know, his cousin, Sun T. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Then we do the do the do the Back to the Future thing. You yeah, know, your cousin. Yeah. It all started off very early in the night when Shark was talking about some music, and I said, "Yeah, I remember that's when your cousin called you and said, Hey, Shark, it's your cousin, Ned Bradley.' <laughs> I got that sound right. you're looking for." <laughs> In wow, the next that four hours, that joke was that every time a new character was inter- introduced, <laughs> they was were immediately man. labeled. The man. joke was made. <laughs> Whoever it might have maybe resembled. <laughs> right. I mean, I probably would have stopped, but Cobble was egging me on yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, Cobble <laughs> stopped. <laughs> I think Cobble was to the point where he was like just enjoying, he was enjoying watching me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I would enjoy the fact that Shark couldn't catch his breath. <laughs> oh, yeah. Couple, couple loves that stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely successful. Um, oh, man. But, yeah. <laughs> we found an early an early performance from... Uh, oh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, yeah, Ernie Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. Which I've watched that movie countless times, Sharks. I don't think we've ever realized He's movie in night. Gator? No, he's in... Uh, 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 He's in the Human Tornado. <laughs> Rudy Raymore's uh, Dolomite, the Human Tornado. He's like, oh man, he's one of Dolomite's. I love some Rudy uh, Raymore. Oh, it was a classic. I love that one. Uh, he's one of his buddies. He's like one of his ga- uh, crew members or whatever. He's just one of the one of the gang. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Bald headed, shaved head. Uh, weird. Uh, shark spotted him yeah. real fast. I've watched that movie a dozen times and never never noticed. Uh, <clears throat> no, Alligator was just a solo over the over the phone uh, OG movie watch. Oh, uh, but yeah, okay. we, we watched movie night. We watched uh, Shark and Couples watched uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. If you've never seen it, uh, no, I have not. I'll have heard a, a pair lot of coffee. It. Oh, you've never seen? I'll have a pot. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a pair of coffee. The other joke that uh, kept getting a lot of play was it's only three inches, but I measured from the ground up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, tr- uh, hard ticket to Hawaii. Um, one of the one of the greatest movies ever made, followed by Dolomite's Human Tornado. Uh, so yeah, Rob, what did you? What's your take on a? Robbie wants to see uh, Oppenheimer. Shark and I haven't seen it. Did it uh, depress you? Did oh, it uh, okay. fill you up with... Uh, okay, so oh. so I got to address this, because I think both of you guys are going to have a huge letdown moment like I did. Uh-oh. Um, and it's not that the film's not amazing. The film is effing amazing. I mean, it's, it's like Nolan has taken all the best stuff he's ever done in a film and, and pretty much put it to work all at once. Okay. Um, I had a few minor problems, which, you know, stand a reason. But um, all these people are talking about how they walk out and they're so devastated and they're depressed and all this. And, I, and I'm seeing reactions on TikTok about this. And all I can think is, oh, so the things that Joe and Shark and I came to understand at age 13, you just now picked up. 
yeah. about okay. the world. Like we yeah. we understood this about the world thirty years ago or more, right, um, yeah. and you're just now embracing that. You know, like there's I don't know. I don't want to give it away because it's this. There's this big. There, I can tell you this: something is said between Oppenheimer and Einstein. Right. Early in the film, now that's, and we uh, won't get a payoff to that to the very end. Now that's that we guy that's uh, at the very he's end. always sticking his tongue out, right? He's that guy I always see in posters. Yes, his tongue out. Yes, what's he yeah. got to do with this whole story? Yes. Well, you says, know, it's, it's like, like says look, college what's it got to do with turns this? out that little equation you know, was um, pretty powerful. Says like college um, underneath but, him or something. He's just like giving the but people. But whatever, he's got whatever a sweater Einstein on. Says says to, Sorry. <laughs> whatever Einstein says to Oppenheimer, and Oppenheimer's answer. Is mm-hmm. and, and the last three or four minutes of it become this just like oh my god these people are all like you know I can't believe how dark this is and everything and I'm like really because I had I accepted that a long time ago shit yeah I was eight well, and I saw mean, war anybody games who's seen Hunt for Red October knows knows he quotes the Bhagavita you know as soon as the Trinity test goes off I mean you know if you're yeah. at least a, a passing a Tom Clancy fan you ought to have some clue what's going on right yes Clancy. yes I mean and. And so I, there, you know, like even he even finds a way to put a, like the uh, the Nolan twist into the ending that he loves. Yeah, he loves. Was, oh, that's what I was going to ask. Sticking that hey, in, turning here's it one thing this? I got to know, Rob. All right, go ahead. One thing I got to know is there is there any unnecessary made up romantic plot thread going on, or do Ooh. I get do mm. I get good mood? Okay. Do I get good history? So let, on let this me thing? let me give you an answer because it lies in one of my problems with the film. To Oppenheimer be and Einstein, huh? Little little uh, yeah. little gay. Uh, they that made was it. What, that was what the secret conversation was about. It's um, woke, isn't it? That's, that's um, <laughs> no, not what, that. I'm, I'm talking like, about good good or bad history. I'm, I'm talking like about making it like you know whatever. Like they did with the man who never was. No, so here here's the historical truth. There is a young woman who Oppenheimer had romantic relationship with. Mm-hmm. And what we know is from historically is that she really got him into the left wing politics. Well, yeah, I mean, you have, she's a real character. And if, if they, if they have the character there to introduce and show how he got associated with leftist politics, that's fine. But what I'm it, talking about here's is my like, problem, Shark. and it's way meet, too they, you know, make a whole thing up, you know? Yeah, no, it's way too quick. Nolan didn't do a good job of uh, making clear. Oh, that's who she is. I see. And and then she's used later. The the real thing that I can tell from it is she's used <coughs> later as the government's trying to destroy him. Yeah. Um, to try to br- tear his marriage apart by bringing her up again in front of his wife, which doesn't oh. go the way they think. But no. the point is, is like this woman is actually really important, and oh, she's, she's played by an actress that I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, oh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. And and they don't and I think Nolan dropped the ball here. I honestly I think okay. five more minutes. It should have been expo- four. Uh, say, explanation of it her should have been a four-hour movie. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the thing. In five minutes, it could you yeah. could have done a better job of making yeah. clear that she's the one. He always had some some sensibilities. I mean, you know, Oppenheimer um, is Jewish. He helped smuggle some of his family out of Germany yeah, well, as the Holocaust Spanish shit Civil is rising. War. I mean, you know, Spanish Civil War. If you were an intellectual, he in was totally. Yeah, that were, gets brought up that know, he was sending yeah. money to refugees and stuff, trying to help the Spanish Civil War. Well, that that's that's um, yeah, that's how they all got involved in it. That was yeah. the you know the but, but if you read my uh, my grand my great grandfather totally was there. Remember into socialism, communism, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, right. Fritzman was there. If you remember, he was. Yes, I take do a, remember. Take a shot to Hemingway. Was there. 
Hey, hey, can I tell you guys something that kind of made me laugh? So, it, and it's the sci- it's science that you two will appreciate. And Samantha was sitting next to me, and Samantha had some of the same problems I had. She didn't even know this character, and she's like, "God, it was like it wasn't used well." And then when I explained it, she's like, "Couldn't you have explained that in three or four minutes and made the character really pertinent?" And I was like, "I agree." Nolan dropped the ball there, um, but when the bomb detonates. You know how light and sound move very differently? (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Real, real. uh, The the Trinity test is shocking that a bomb goes off. I know. I'm sorry about that. Show Um, that. (laughs) um, So, you know how light and sound travel at very different rates? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Nolan does this great job of like the light happening and he sucks all the sound out of the place. And, I mean, like, the sound is incredible in this movie. I mean, I can't imagine seeing it in a really high-quality theater. But when there's dead silence in the theater. I mean, like, you could hear a pin drop as it's showing, you know, all these people's reactions. And this woman sitting next to Samantha Real Loud goes, Where's the sound? Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, I about fell out of my chair. Samantha wanted to scream at her. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, that's what we had. Just a dead silence in this theater. Everybody's enraptured. Where's the sound? (laughs) Morons. Like, lady, you've never been to a baseball game? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I can see him hit it, but I didn't hear nothing. I mean, seriously, like, it just, it really blew me away. Um, no pun intended. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> you should have intended there, one there. That I was a good one. I just sat there thinking, really? Really? And, and by the way, I had a guy sitting next to me who I'm 99% sure was a physicist. Oh, yeah. And so as they were doing, going through things, oh, my God, he was loving it. He was like, oh, they're going to do it. Yes, they brought it up. Oh, my God. I mean, like, he was like to himself. No, it was so good. He's it probably was a so professor or a teacher. Guy. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, like, I was lo- – and his friend would be like, what the hell happened? And he would whisper to him <laughs> the physics explanation of what was going on and stuff. And it wasn't annoying at all. Like, I mean, it was quiet enough that it didn't ruin the film. Yeah. But it was like these pure reactions that I thought was great. I will say this. When that movie ended – there was this feeling in the audience. You could just feel it. That people kind of wanted to applaud because the film's so damn good. Yeah. But it's so awful, you don't want to because <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> confuse what you're, what you're celebrating. Yeah, you don't want to be like, yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, kill Death. them all. Um, and like I just got to say this. No one, uh, we kind of um, do I've that seen... every time we fill up our car with gas, don't you think? <laughs> Well, have you heard that there's all kinds of people upset that we never see Hiroshima or Nagasaki blown up? Yep. And there are people who are really upset about this, like, Nolan's trying to hide the truth. And I actually saw an interview with Nolan, and he's like, this is one of the most horrific historic moments in modern society and the world. Why would I try to depict that? In any way I depict Mm -hmm. it cannot capture the horror of it. I don't think and why would I want to do that? Like, why would I want to denigrate those people who suffered? Yeah. And he's like, this film is about Oppenheimer and the people who made it. And he does an incredible way of I showing mean, I could s- um, what Oppenheimer is thinking and feeling when yeah. they find out say, the first bomb has been dropped. I say, as long as you've seen oh, his, re- long you've seen his reaction, who cares if you actually see the thing? Yeah, I don't care about yeah, that. That's, that's a mean, bad defense, me, though. I mean, he made his look, reaction. He made a choice, and that's great. But when, you're, when your defense of that choice is, 
hey, this is about the white guys that made the bomb, not the brown people that we <laughs> dropped it true. on. That's, That's just not a real good argument. Yeah, but then well, you, I mean, but, like, but here's the thing, Shark. You can't just show it. You can't just cut. You can't just cut to that. You'd have to build that entire story. I get into no, the movie. I get That's it. That's the I truth too. It. The whole no, film has it. stayed. I, I mean, but, like that film pretty much stays. Well, okay, I, I can't remember if I told you guys this. I read Matt da- or saw Matt Damon talking about when he read the script, and he said that when everybody got the script, Nolan did something really interesting. Instead of saying, Oppenheimer walks to the door, the script said, I walk to the door. Oh. He wanted it completely first person through the eyes of Oppenheimer. Everything is about weird. through the eyes of Oppenheimer. Well, then, then that's so, the like, argument he needs to make for to defend his choice. I'm not saying he made a bad choice. That's not my point. My right, point right. is, is yeah, just look, keep your integrity. You made an artistic decision. It's your oh, damn. No, no, no. It's he your did. piece of I'm work. talking about. You know what I mean? Don't it? Don't yeah? Don't push it around. No, just, no, no. You he know, goes say on it. to say that. He yeah, but just, yeah. I'm showing, just speaking to that yeah, specific but, criticism. But showing a bomb he blowing spoke up to that though, specific thing, and then when he said necessarily this is paying. all about Oppenheimer and the people who did it. Yeah, but yeah. even if you were to show that bomb blowing up, that's not paying any necessarily any. Uh, I don't want to say compliment. I'm not sure what I'm trying to get to, but that you don't have to show that to respect to. Well, I was gonna say you don't have to show that to also have the impact. Of what it did, you don't have to see the bomb going oh, off. No. Like I said, I'm I, I, I'm not arguing with his choice. I'm arguing with the way he defends himself. Oh, okay, never mind. No, 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 <laughs> that's my whole point. Yeah, that's my whole point. I don't care about his choice. Yeah, I got you. I'm saying defend yourself. It's just about him. Made a choice. Just part. If nothing else, stand up there and say, "Look, it's my choice." You know, piss off. You either like it or you don't. He should have said. He should have said what I said. Don't make up some crap. Saying. Well, he does. He does afterwards. But I'm saying, like, I was just like talking about what he said specifically to that criticism, and then he goes on to say, "This film is about Oppenheimer. It's about his choice." And what he has to live with, and that's what I was interested in showing. Did, uh, I, so he does come back to this was my choice, yeah. and this is what I wanted. But I, he uh, spoke specifically to that criticism that he sent, was getting from people. I sent you guys a clip of uh, him being interviewed. I thought it was funny because the, Oppenheimer or Nolan? Uh, no, no, Nolan. And uh, they asked because I've been watching Oppenheimer interviews oh, too. Wow. They asked him what <laughs> his. They ask him what his like drop the remote movies are. You know, like if you see it on, you're like, ah. Crap. Oh yeah, you sent that, and I didn't get a chance to see that <laughs> well, yet. I'm sorry. It's because he says, he's like, uh, he 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 says like nothing specific. At first, he says like Kubrick. He's like, if there's a Kubrick movie on, I'll watch it. Um, and then he says, oh, you know, Talladega Nights. I would never pass up Talladega Nights if I see it on. <laughs> Oh wow! And the interview. You would, you would think I would love that movie, but I don't. I didn't figure you did at all. Uh, I love that Nolan. I, like, I'm cites like that. what? And like you could hear the interviewer be like, "Wait, what? Ricky Bobby? You know Ricky Bobby?" And he's like, "That's right. If you're not first, you're last." <laughs> he starts like quoting the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "Oh, I love that Nolan is like, yeah, I I love Ricky Bobby. You know what's funny about uh, Ricky Bobby? I saw it like uh, opening night in a theater, and um, so did a bunch of other people. It was full." But during the last part of the movie, you know when he's like running, like they're just like racing each other on foot or whatever, and their cars are yeah. blown up. And this in no way matters. <laughs> no way matters at all. Yeah, uh, there were like a bunch of people in the theater came to see that movie because they thought it was a NASCAR movie, and they yes. were upset and like they were <laughs> grumbling and like I don't yeah. know how many of them I heard say, "Oh, this is a bunch of bull blank." Yeah, that wouldn't work. They wouldn't do that in NASCAR. <laughs> like, 
they really thought it was supposed to be like a representation of NASCAR. And my friend Dan and I, that were in the theater together, we were just like, "Expected Days of Thunder." Yeah, Dick Trickle, like, like we're thinking, or Cole Trickle. What was it? it? Dick Cole Trickle. They're they're both real. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That's right. his uh, sports center it didn't matter whether Dick Trickle crashed or finished that's all, that's every what I'm night. Of, Dick Trickle, Dick Trickle yeah. finished 135th in the race. <laughs> that's right. Do you know? Do you know what's interesting about this, Eastwood? As you saying that reaction, I'm reading people are complaining about Oppenheimer because they're like, "This was war. He had to do this." I didn't feel like watching a movie where he feels bad about you know saving American lives and protecting America. <laughs> I've seen people. Literally throw that like they went thinking they were going to walk out chanting USA USA, and oh instead God. they walk out with a whole different thought. I'm not oh, kidding. I forgot I'm not to kidding. ask. Uh, that's insane. I uh, hope they never see Strange Love. No oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. um, is it? Are there time jumps? Is it cut up Nolan style? Is it all over the place? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's yes. Not a we jump just, all over. The, I just wondered. No, because okay. I mean, like I said, when he's talking to Einstein. It's like in the 50s, and then we go back to when he's in school, you know, like first studying because we find out he was terrible in labs, but he was brilliant at theory. Pretty, pretty terrible to one of his teachers, too. Now, does it show the you know, part oh, where... Uh... Yeah. By the way, I didn't know if I should bring that up because I thought Nolan did such a great job of this teacher incident. And I, how yeah, I don't, 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 I, I want to see how Nolan takes hand- I mean, I know what now. happened, but I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it's handled, yeah. Now, yeah, just uh, think, it's the same kind of thing. I did something, and maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. It's that same kind of, oh boy, one of them he can undo, the other he can't. Did they, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. Did they show the scene where he talks to uh, either George Clinton or Rick James uh, for permission for the song? You dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> Yes, Baby. they do show that. Okay, they do show that's that. cool because George Clinton hasn't got enough love here lately. Not since PCU. You know, you not know, since PCU has George to, Clinton got that much love. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> you know, one of the things I love about guys, the movie can is... Can you blow me Nolan, where the Pampers is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nolan couldn't let a chance to go by to have a film that comments on why is it that the, the people who are great and make history have to be undermined and destroyed by the jealousy of politicians who can't do what they do and then have to somehow try to steal it and control it and ends up making everything worse for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's fascinating that this is this undercurrent in this film, like, bureaucrats who are empty suits, nothing more. They were able to get elected to an office. Studio X. And they absolutely destroy... The people who do things and then misuse the things they do, like it's fascinating. It's a fascinating undercurrent of the film. Well, I mean, that I think I anybody really that watched the documentary Terminator knows that that's the case. I'll be back. <laughs> the documentary Terminator. <laughs> James Cameron's in the news lately. Been like, I tried to warn mm. you people about this in the eighties. I mean, it, literally, if anybody could make a documentary about the future that was, you know, actually true because he could predict it, it'd be Cameron. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I was gonna. Uh, what was I gonna bring up? Oh yes. Uh, just a, a real fast. If you're not, uh, I, I know Shark. We couldn't get you to get Max uh, for Succession. We couldn't talk you into it. <laughs> Uh, if maybe you could get it for um, the show Righteous Gemstones, 
we have rewatched. Man, I keep seeing first and TikToks second season of Walter Goggins singing dude, about money and paydays dude, and stuff. Dude, uh, it has become a <laughs> beloved uh, jewel of TV in our household. Uh, like if we get a chance, I to do watch like it. some Goggins. Oh, dude, he. Now let me tell so you something. So it's only two now. seasons so far. Well, they're on the third right now, and uh, my wife hadn't seen it. Okay. So we had we are caught up now with season one and two, and I will say that season one is good. Okay. But it takes off in season two in ways that you won't believe, and it's okay. so good. And Walton Goggins. Because I got to the last like two or three episodes it. of the first season, and I was like, I'm, I'm losing interest. Real. Oh quick. no, you gotta. Um, I, I stuck with it for. 70% of the first season I think it and just, just gets, kind of uh, walked away. I think it just gets better and better. Um, Judy, okay. okay, I can go back and finish that. Judy um, uh, 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 Edie Patterson is just the funniest woman, I think, on television. And Walton Goggins, his character, Uncle Baby Billy, well, might be. So I, I think <laughs> you know ever. I love Walter Goggins. Like, if yeah. Walter Goggins Walt. is in something, I'm watching it. Yeah, he well, um, he plays Uncle Baby Billy. Oh. He's, hey, now, I'm Uncle Baby oh. Billy. Hey, woman. Before I forget, He's great. I started a new show. Oh, um, I, the new first shoe. two episodes of the new Justified show. Ah, I as well. Um, I watched the entire yes. Justified, and I loved it. I did too. I loved those first two episodes. Um, yeah, very good. Talk I love- about taking everything that's great and keeping it. And getting rid of some of the stuff that wasn't so great. It, I mean, like, wow, I was just yeah, blown away. It was really good. I love, I love that actor. I've been saying for a long time he's going to get a moment. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Well, not Timothy. Uh, the bad guy. I love Timothy, but the the oh, bad guy. Oh, the bad guy. Yeah, he's been in he's, all kinds of stuff. He's been in all kinds of stuff, and he's always great. And I've always said like he's going to get a role one of these days that's going to like catapult Put him. him on this, and I think the I think it might be yeah. this. He's the bad guy in Logan. If you remember, and he's yes, fantastic. he is. Yes, he is. Um, he's but he plays like a Superman character, and you can be heroes, which is is good. Anyway, I yeah, I really liked it. I love Justified. Um, I really liked it. Strong start. Right, it, I'll it, it does have the, the uh, it does have the problem that Justified always had, which is, oh, Raylan just happened to stop to get ice cream where these two fugitives happened to be escaping from <laughs> yes, a prison and yes. hijacking a car, and he just happened to have gunfight with this guy. I don't yeah, know. and that's going to set him off on a series uh, <laughs> worth of storytelling. Yeah, this guy, I mean, if I was his boss, I'd be like, Raylan, we're retiring you or you're going to work. <laughs> In, a, in an evidence locker for the rest of your career and never see another human being. Because every time you go anywhere, something bad happens. You end up There's a hostage. In, the, in this gigantic story. Yeah. There's something. Yeah. Like, he really cannot go out to eat. He cannot go get a drink at a no. bar. He cannot drive down an old country road and visit an old friend no. without something insane happening to him. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't lose that part of the show. Like, no, well, they did not. This is no, right on. Not. But no, I did enjoy it. I think the uh, older, grayer Rayland. I think I like him even more than I did. I do too. The young, I do pompous too. Rayland. Uh, I didn't realize that until after I watched the first episode that his daughter in the show is his daughter yeah, in real life. Yeah, my my mom. Told I me thought that, that was, was a cool funny. little you know little mix because I thought, man, she really looks like Timothy Oliphant. You know, like and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she that even makes has sense. kind of a. <laughs> Yeah, she even has kind of his uh, his uh, walk snarky. Well, I didn't. I don't notice the walk, but just that kind of snarky. You know, everything's a joke. Yes. <laughs> like okay, she's kind of upset hey, about everything, I, and everything's I, I, a joke. What's so, that? by the way, I got a question. I got to throw out to you too. 
I've been reading articles about best case scenario with the the writers and actors strike and all this stuff. Oh boy, I'm yeah. seeing stuff like, for instance, um, Last of Us, right, which was a huge juggernaut success. Sure, they're talking like at best case, it may be 2025 to 2026 before that show could come out. And a lot of shows they're talking about it could be 2026, 2027. Well, boys, what we before should do before they come out. And I'm just wondering, what do you think about? I mean, like, will these shows become something we don't care about, or will it be like Avatar, where look, we all waited ten years, but many people went ahead and went back out and watched the sequel. You know, we waited ten yeah. years, twelve I, years, but they went ahead and did it. I honestly think what should be done is, if you care about the writers and actors. Um, just make a group of people that, that are happy to shut everything off and just shut, all, all, shut all your subscriptions down and just saying when you agree yep. to give actors what they're uh, give the writers what they're asking for so long I right. don't care I have plenty of uh, other things I have to been watch thinking about this a lot where is the group that's going to come out and say Cancel Netflix, cancel HBO Max, mm-hmm. can, cancel well, them all. Is that and let's the right see what strategic, happens in Is a that month. the right strategic move, though, um, and I don't I, know. from an economic standpoint? And well, here's, no, no, and here's no, what go I mean ahead. I'm that. curious. Yeah, I don't know. Well, wait, here's, what I, here's what I mean by that. Hey, so, by the way, uh, 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 before we get in the weeds here, thanks for listening to WDBX Carbondale. We are getting ready to take off just to the podcast. So uh, if you want to hear more, uh, we are everywhere where podcasts are found 20 and 21. 20. I N twenty one. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. All right, go ahead, Shark. All right, all right. Listen up, motherfuckers. Listen up, um, you pieces of shit. Yeah, I want to hear this. <laughs> no, let Listen me qualify this by saying I, I'm, I'm clearly humanity. I'm talking out right out my fucking ass here. But <laughs> um, let's let's assume you you drop all the streaming services. Well, what you do there is now all of a sudden you show that there's a lack of demand, and is the question. Oh. Obviously, your intent is to show there's a lack of, uh, the, that your lack of demand is because you're supporting the writer's strike. But, you know, it doesn't matter. All you've got now is a, a statistic that can be interpreted any way that whoever's right. putting money behind Good their message, point. you know, can say. Yeah, so, true. should we continue to say, look how much demand there is for streaming services? You assholes better give us new content. So, it seems like you know keeping the streaming services and grabbing your pitchfork and standing outside their castle and saying give us new content. Well, the only uh, people that really can affect Netflix though are the investors of Netflix. If, yeah, that's true. If, if if you know you and I and uh, even like a million people canceling um their subscription because they care probably isn't going to hurt them as much as the investors that might see that and then go, "Huh?" We haven't made any more money this quarter, and that's all that matters is we have to make more money yeah. each freaking time. Yeah, um, maybe. Then, and I'm out of here. I'm back to Apple or whatever you know, whatever yeah. their thing is, or crypto. Go go broke crypto. Yeah, I mean, so this is what's interesting to sit and listen to both your answers. I see how both of you are completely right, and it shows just just what a conundrum capitalism gets to put us all in. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like, hey, both you know answers what? Speaking make 100% of, will somebody sense, please go poke capitalism do? with a fucking stick in Illinois and get some goddamn uh, competition with the marijuana dispensary so you don't fucking pay the highest motherfucking price in your because you're question. the you got the one goddamn dispensary it's within two fucking hours of you? 
<laughs> what the fuck? I can drive to Effingham and pay half the fucking price and get literally ten times the fucking selection? Come on, you sons of bitches. Yeah, Practice or, what you uh, preach. That's true. I heard there uh, there is, actually. Mount Vernon. Getting a competitor. Getting a competitor. So Good. Yeah. Good. Uh-huh. Put two on it. Hey, Start uh, selling the guys, shit in fucking gas stations like you do beer and yeah. let's get on <laughs> yeah. with this. Let's do it. Yeah, for real. Though. Guys, I got to I gotta tell you, I just saw a screenshot of top Google searches this weekend. Uh-huh. Here they are. Is is Oppenheimer based on a true story? I know. I saw that. I saw is, that. Is, yeah. is the nuke is it the real, bomb? real? And here's my favorite. <laughs> Did they drop a real nuke for Oppenheimer? <laughs> right. right. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. That's so sad. Well... On that good note, I, <laughs> I think we yeah, better get off. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. no, I can't quote Rudy Ray Moore. There's uh, some other people in the room now. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> hey, oh, by the way, uh, yes, Rob, please get on um, Righteous Gemstones because I have a feeling I've heard through the grapevine that maybe Uncle Baby Billy might be gracing our show, maybe. Next week or two. Oh shit, uh, that would so be great. You need hey, to uh, need, you need to know some knowledge I've on this guy. I've got two episode. I will. I got two episodes of uh, Invincible left. Nice. How do you? I was gonna. I had it written down here. It was oh, I love it. Holden, Holden finished it before I did. I fell asleep and he stayed up and finished ah! it. So um, ah! yeah, he's obsessed with it. And he and we just found out there's like a season or two of um, Adam Eve. Well, there is, um, I don't think it's a season. I believe it is just a one-off episode um, about, oh, okay. uh, because okay. in the comics, I think issue number 12, I'm going to real get real geeky here, issue number 12 is just a one-off about Adam Eve, and it's just a story about how she came to be, okay. um, and it's a really popular, okay. uh, uh, I almost bought it on eBay the other night, and then I realized I don't have any money. Um, <laughs> but yes, because uh, a friend of mine who knows I love the show was like, the new season's out, and I was checked it out. I was like, oh, it's just a show. But uh, yes, well, yeah, I'm glad like you are. I'm glad you are into it. Uh, did you? So, what did you think about what when you find out what's actually going on? Like, what? What? what I don't gotta, know yet. I, I haven't. I haven't seen yet. What? Oh, what's so it really, really going on? I'm, is it I mean, really I've got a that late? Episodes left. And I really thought. Yes. Oh, I thought it was like mid-season. They you, they fill you in. No, on, on I'm what's in episode happening. five or six, and his wife knows what's going on completely. She's figured it out, and okay. he seems to know. Oh, and and I just saw where what's his name, Omega Man or whatever. Yeah, uh huh. He now knows that his costume designer knows. Okay. So like that that's where I'm at. So I still don't know why the hell he's doing this stuff. But so you don't know any background on Omega Man yet. You haven't gone into no. his past. Oh, okay. Well then never mind. I thought no. I really thought that was mid season they let you in on it. Well oh, you God, are no. it's, you it's are late. in for so a uh, you're in for some fun. What do you think about the uh what's the, uh, the handler that works for him? That's the, Walter Goggins. The, the creepy yeah, the creepy guy with half a face like Yeah, it's he, Walter Goggins. How great Walton is that? <laughs> It's, he's um, so, I'm still uh, trying to get my mind around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're always a little unsure. It's like, who's he really out for here? It's hard to tell. I'm yeah. glad you're on it, Shark. I know probably us discussing it right now, you probably don't want to watch it after hearing us. No, well, <laughs> I, that, I did just on stupid. social media find an 80s hair metal band called Skatebanger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> At least you got that going for you. 
Sounds like Shark and I hanging out in 1993 on a weekend. Oh! Wow. I'll be skipping that show. I'm giving my regards. All right, boys. Take care. Adios. I didn't make that up.